The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin, though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist, and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. I'd like to welcome everybody to the In the Blood podcast. I've got a very, very special guest today. Her name is Sarah. Sarah is a person who, while I was growing up, I never would have been allowed to talk to because she would have been dismissed as a, a witch or an evildoer or any of these things. But I don't see her that way. In fact, one of the things that made me most curious about her is she seems to have a passion very similar to my own, which is to help people connect with themselves and use that relationship with with self to help them kind of thrive in other areas of life. But I don't want to put too many words in her mouth. I will welcome Sarah to introduce herself in her own words. And now I will be quiet. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, I grew up in a very similar type household. I grew up very Christian. So this was definitely a no-no for me as well. Um, up until I was about 15, 16 was when I finally started to ask some questions. And that's when I actually dived into tarot for the first time was around 15 or 16 years old. And even then I felt like my parents were looking at me with a side eye, like, what does she have going on over there? But um, yeah, I've been reading tarot for friends and family for about um, 18, 19 years. And then I decided to go professional about two and a half years ago, which was not planned, but one of the best things I've ever done and chosen to do with my life. So it is really similar to what you just said. Um, I don't do what's called fortune telling. I won't focus on like predictive type readings. I can tell you and often do tell you where you're headed as of right now, but I don't believe the future is set in stone. So I do believe that it's more of a guidance of this is where you're heading as of right now, but based on what you choose and what you do in the now is going to change how your future plays out. So what I really like to focus on, my favorite thing that I like to focus on in a reading is kind of where you've been, where you're at now. And then my favorite part is the roadmap that I feel comes from spirit, not from me. I feel like I'm the middle man, woman, um, channeler, so to speak. But um, the messages that come through is more like what you need to know to help you reach your highest and best self. And that's like the meat and the potatoes of the reading itself, which is similar to what you shared as far as wanting to help people reconnect with their own inner wisdom and reconnect with their higher self. Well, it sounds like so far, though, we we, we take different approaches um, with our methodology to helping people. I think the nuts and bolts of it all sounds more or less the same. I'm honestly dying <laughs> to, to know like how this actually works in, in, in like a, a step-by-step kind of way. Cause for, yeah. for me, I, I draw more on um, I, I guess the hyper awareness I developed as a trauma response, which to some people may look like a mystical power, but, I mean, for, for me, it's like, it's all very real. I'm just, I'm seeing things other people are ignoring. It sounds like you've got, 
kind of a more spiritual eye than like a traumatized eye, if I'm understanding you. I think many of us have our own trauma background and I am not excluding myself from that at all. I definitely have that. But for me, tarot is definitely more of a spiritual experience. And it's more of, I feel like we all have two different kinds of, like our souls are split down the middle. We have our souls and our higher self. And then we have our ego, which is our mind. And our mind is the one that likes to make sense of things and place usually is the one that wants to be safe. And the soul is always wanting to grow and evolve. And with that said, when I do my readings, I like to take out my ego. I don't like to try and understand what the message is, why it's coming in the way it is. Because when I do, the readings always go sideways because I'm trying to figure it out and the message isn't for me. And I've just learned on a spiritual level that whatever comes through is what the person needs to hear. And I've seen it play out again and again and again. Even if it makes zero sense to me, it almost always like 99% of the time makes perfect sense to the person I'm reading for. So that's where I remove my ego and I don't try to understand why certain messages are coming in. I just trust that what came through was meant to come through and just share what what I'm seeing and feeling. But ultimately it's it's to help them, you know, reach their highest and best self. But I don't pre-plan what I'm going to say. It just organically happens. That sounds like a really, really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's something that I again I didn't see coming my way. Um I didn't even know I was really gifted in this. It was more of a tarot, something that anyone can do. It's not too terribly special. I was able to go buy my first deck at Barnes and Nobles when I was 15, 16 years old. But what I found um, when I started doing this professionally is that my gift is really being able to, one, I think removing the ego is super important because some readers that don't remove their ego can put in judgment and it's not so spirit-based at that point. Um, So I think that's part of my gift is being able to remove my ego, but also I can see, it's hard to explain, but I can see the storyline. I can see how the cards and the story kind of weaves together. It's hard to explain. It's easier to, to showcase, but um, yeah. Um, it's So is showcasing <laughs> it something that you would be able to do on, on this show? Yeah, absolutely. I have my cards here and everything. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, so as long as you could promise me I'm not getting demon-possessed here. I just need to no. satisfy my Christian mother. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, and, and I don't know if this will make her feel any better. My mother is Christian, okay. and she's, she's very much aware of what I do and supports me. She doesn't understand what I do, but she's very supportive of Fair enough. That it's my passion. Um, but no, it's the way that... Okay, so many people will almost liken tarot to... Um, like a Ouija board, which is so funny to me because they're not the same thing at all. But I've had a lot of people say, oh, is it like the spirits of the beyond that are or demons or things like that? And it's not. It's none of those things. And the way that I like to describe it. So my personal spiritual belief is that we're all one. We're all interconnected. And so our each of our higher selves are all connected to other people's higher selves. I feel like, like it's source that runs through each of us. And so what I feel like how tarot works is it's all about intention. If everyone shows up with the intention of 
wanting to reach their highest and best self. And it could be around any question. It doesn't have to always be just what's my highest and best self message. It could be, I'm in this funk in my relationship. What do I need to know around it? Or I feel like um, my career is kind of a dud. What do I need to know about? I mean, you could really ask any question, but when you come with the intention of, I really am trying to reach my highest and best self and learn more about what spirit wants me to know and how to get there. Then at that point, I feel like spirit is showing up for the person I'm reading for. And so I always do it in love and light. And I really believed that I really believe that God, source, divine, whatever you believe is, you know, your own source of divine divinity, that's what's showing up for you as your own personal guidance. And that's what I have learned to just trust and go with and have seen it play out in very positive ways over and over and over. So definitely I'm possessive or any of that. No, I, I like the way you describe this, though, because, I mean, like I've said, like right from our first interaction, I am a skeptic. But the way you are describing this connection, I mean, this is stuff I can wrap my skeptical mind around because I've experienced that where I enter a conversation with somebody who is similarly minded, where we both got the goal of let's accomplish a thing. And for lack of a better term, it does almost seem like there is a, a a magic to these interactions. There's that little piece where it's like, I don't feel like that's you or me. It's almost like this third entity that has entered the situation. And it, it's almost like we're both being, you know, quote unquote, guided towards a solution. And hearing you talk about how tarot kind of plays into that. Now I'm thinking maybe all, all these years of skepticism, maybe I've just been splitting hairs over how I would label or describe things, but we're all talking about more or less the same thing. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that there's, it also doesn't help that Hollywood and, and just society in general has deemed tarot cards as, you know, evil or, um, you also get the people who think of sh like scam artists, things like that. So you, it, there's definitely a stigma around it. And mm -hmm. if you don't understand it and haven't been exposed to it in a positive way, it, it would make sense that you would go with what you know, which is what society in Hollywood would like society to believe. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to go ahead and, and get a reading while I'm on your show? I can yeah, if, if, that, if that's something you're open to, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm right into it. Okay, perfect. So I can focus on an area of your life. And this could be really any area, but I'd like to just kind of give some examples like love, career, purpose, etc. Or we can just see what your higher self wants you to know and have it come just more, more general, but more like what you need to know without you having to ask a specific question. I, I feel like to satisfy my skepticism, taking the broadest approach is probably the most likely to yield a result that we're both going to be happy with. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no worries. So let me go ahead and, um, so just to kind of share a little bit about the background of tarot, um, there are 78 cards in a deck which is a little bit more than a playing deck, a playing card deck, which um, has 52 cards although they're very similar. And I don't think a lot of people know that either because they think of tarot and they think something super mystical, but it's it's actually very similar to playing cards. Um, in fact, I could do a reading with playing cards if I don't really? have candy. Yes, I can. So the tarot deck, it's split into two different arcanas. There's the major arcana, which is where you'll find cards like 
um, the moon, the sun, the hermit, like they're, they're like the trump cards. And then you have the minor arcana, which are suits. And that's where you can find the playing card simil- um, similarity. They're okay. wands, cups, um, pentacles or coins and swords. And each of those suits have its um, general focus. Um, and it even has, it doesn't have a jack, but it has um, page, which is similar to the jack, queen and king, which is, you know, so in a playing card jack, I would just use a jack as a page. But um, yeah, so it's just missing some of those really heavy handed cards, but you could still do a reading with playing cards as well, which okay. is pretty cool. <laughs> Um, all right. So I went ahead and did my higher self spread and, um, it's seven cards. The first card I want to go over is your theme. And then we have past, present, future energies, and then higher self messages overall. And the higher self messages overall is the meat and potatoes. I was telling you about where it's more of the roadmap to help you get where you want to okay. go. Um, and feel free if you want to comment on anything as I go, you can, or you could just sit and listen and share feedback afterwards either way is totally fine all right um but just don't feel like you if you want to say something don't feel like you have to like wait for me to finish so Uh, okay i'm not gonna like ruin your flow no (laughs) not at all um so starting with the theme the first card that i pulled up as a theme is the lovers reversed so this one is actually kind of a cool card that it's reversed because it does speak to an awareness around this topic. But this, the lovers, I read this one a little bit differently than like the traditional. The lovers usually show up as an invitation to know that you are already whole as you are. So usually when the lovers is present, there's something outside of you that you're chasing to fill you up. Like, oh, once I reach that, once I reach this thing, then I'll be whole. Then I'll be complete. It's kind of looking for happiness outside of you. When it's reversed, there's an awareness to that, to enough to know, I know that I really want that thing, but I also know that that thing is not, my, my worth is not attached to it and you don't need it to make you whole. So it's cool that it's reversed because that tells me that you've done a lot of self-awareness around just knowing that you're already a whole and complete person as you are, even though you're growing and evolving, you're, you already know that there's nothing outside of you that needs to complete you that you're just reconnecting with yourself on a deeper level as you're growing and evolving versus looking for answers outside of you. I find this one really, really fascinating because for the majority of my life, I was seeking external sources to kind of complete me. And it's just been over the course of the last year where there's been really a drastic philosophical shift for me internally, where I've been, I'm like, like you say, still wanting the thing but realizing that the thing isn't going to satisfy the need. And I have done a lot of, you know, self-awareness work, like just a ridiculous amount in the last couple of years. So I'm already like getting kind of goosebumpy here. This is so far so good. Okay. Yeah. That's, and that's what I'm telling you as far as that, that awareness, because <laughs> most people don't know that, that they're already whole. And what I like to say is when whatever it is that, it is that that thing is offering you that you feel like once I get that, it's going to give me this. Cause obviously if you want something, you expect it to bring you something. So like, if you want a promotion, maybe it'll bring you confidence or if you want to be in a relationship, maybe it'll fill you that that fill up that, that love cup that you have missing. How can you fill that for yourself? So then once you reach that thing, it's not, it's, it's not attached to your, you know, to your sense of wholeness. It's just something that you, you now have and it's great, but it's not, you're not 
holding your worth to that thing. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes good sense. um, So, yeah, so that's our starting point is just that you have done a lot of work around that self-awareness piece. And, um, yeah, that's that's our starting point. (laughs) Um, Looking at your recent past. This is interesting. I don't normally see this one in the recent past. So actually, I'm going to pull one more card around it just to kind of see if I can get a little more information. So it's the two of wands reversed, which usually speaks to um, feelings of impatience and like wanting to know the status of something. Um, Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's reversed, which usually speaks to impatience. It's basically saying that there's something in your recent past that you kind of kept looking for the answer of, and it could be like the status of something you're waiting to find out just some kind of a answer internally of something. And with this card, I like to compare it to baking cookies because usually um, when you bake cookies, you don't sit there and keep checking on it. You just, you just put the cookies in the oven, you set the timer and you do other things. So it goes off and you're not focusing and obsessing about the cookies. You're like, Oh, they're baking. I'll, I'll know when it's time. And so when this card comes up, it's usually like you're checking on the cookies and you need to stop checking on the cookies. <laughs> the timer will go off when the timing is right. So I find it interesting that this was in your past because this isn't present or future or anything like that. So something in your recent past was you were feeling like you had to keep checking on and looking on. And the card that I pulled for that is the six of cups. And this one is all about going back into it's like inner child work is really what it is um it's going backwards and doing a lot of um there's one of two ways either you can go backwards and get stuck there because either nostalgia or it could even be you know if there's trauma where you kind of get stuck in reliving it when you go back or the more positive aspect of it is looking at how far you've come really looking at how this is where i was and this is where i am now Um, And so I feel like with these two cards side by side in your recent past, it's telling me that there was that sense of impatience, I think was more so around getting to the place where you felt like, okay, look how far I've come. I'm really okay now. Um, And I feel like that's even speaking to the lovers a little bit too, that, that sense of, I feel like the healing that you were trying to do in your past, um, you know, this inner child work. You were feeling like once you've once you've made it to a certain point, then you would feel that sense of wholeness. And I think that that's the impatience that you're kind of waiting on was like, have I reached that healing peak yet? Am I there? And um, and then I think it's just kind of coming back to that that theme of you're already there. Healing is good and, and it's good to go backwards, but you don't want to constantly overdo it. And you don't want to feel like there's a that there's a destination to it either. It's all evolving and, and it's not linear. It's spiralic, if that makes sense. So this that's is like such a fascinating component because like I, I, I've been in therapy for years, like years and years and years. And my most recent therapist, what she said is you are a relentless self-improver and that is kind of detrimental to your self-improvement. She says, you're the person who's like driving down the road, staring at the check engine light, thinking the car's going to blow up instead of taking that break, pulling over to the side, turning the engine off and like waiting for help. Right. And e- even using your, your example, I know it was like, you're talking about metaphorical cookies. Yes. I literally will watch the cookies bake. Oh. That is a function of my personality. <laughs> so I found that really, really funny. And, um, 
again, going back to the therapy component, you're talking about like going back, but not getting stuck there. I was doing that basically my whole life up until a, a fairly profound breakthrough over the course of the last year where I actually got in an argument with my therapist. She says, you know, you're not defined by your past experiences. You have to keep pushing forward. And I said, you know what? I got to push back on that because if I'm not defined by my past experiences, what am I defined by? As far as I can tell from my perspective, with that's literally the only thing that defines me. I mean, I can I can make choices about moving forward, like how today, today is going to become a past experience tomorrow. I can choose how to define today to control like tomorrow's past experiences. But the past is always going to be the thing that is defining where I'm at today. And um, once I got comfortable with that fact that like the past isn't the place to visit, it's a place to draw from. And even the most hurtful things back there, I'm kind of like looking at it as a reference book. Okay. This is how I was built. These are the glitches I can expect as a result of that. So rather than complain and think, well, this isn't fair. I shouldn't have been built this way. I can celebrate how I'm built and I can understand some of the strengths and also limitations of how I'm built and use like these things that had previously just brought me to my knees to actually lift me up to new heights. I don't know if any of this is making sense. And as far as like how you're interpreting the cards, that actually makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. It, it speaks to that feeling of impatience of, I want to just heal myself. And and now you're learning that, like you said, it's exactly what you, what, what you said. It is a reference point because present, this is how I like to describe the past, present and future past is gone. Yes. It's something it's experiences that, will revisit us always, you know, until we finally heal them. And even then, I think this, there's always going to be something that will come up. Even if you think you're completely healed, usually there's something else <laughs> to heal. Mm. Um, and in the future, it's not here yet. And it never comes the way you think it's going to come. doesn't matter how many times you stress or worry or imagine the future. It never, ever plays out the way you think it will. And so the present so when you ask, how do you define yourself? You define yourself with how you're living your life right now. Because the present is literally all we have. This is where life happens. It doesn't happen in the past. It doesn't happen in the future. It happens now. Mm. And it's remembering to be mindful in those moments in the now as much as you can be, because this is where everything happens. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So moving to the present card, um, I love this. So it's the four of wands. And this one is basically saying that you need more fun in your life. Um, you need to. And, and so I think that fun is a form of self-care that's not talked about enough. There's the emotional self-care. There's the physical self-care. There's the mental health self-care. But who talks about creativity and, and, you know, really just having a good time as being self-care? It's not talked about enough, I don't think. So when the four of wands comes up, it's really an invitation to find more joy in your life, whether that's going out with friends or finding a hobby that you can just really dive into. But I like to call the four of wands a mini vacation card. Um, so hire yourself saying basically you need a mini vacation, but it doesn't have to be an actual vacation. It's just something that you can put down reality for a little while. You can put down the you know, any of the traumas or the um, hard stuff you're going through or just, you know, life in general, you could put it down for a little while and just go and have a good time without carrying that weight for a bit 
and then come back and carry it when you're more in a um, better mindset and better just when you have fun, it's it's easy to come back in your joy versus creating joy from a place where you're struggling to find it. And so presently, the invitation here is to really take more time for fun. And whenever I see this card, too, um, I think of what society has taught us, which is work hard, play later. And the more I've learned, I dive into spirituality, my own spirituality and, and what, you know, the tarot brings and all this and, and my own personal experiences. It's not about work now, play later. It's about playing as much as you can while you're working too. It's it's bringing more play and more joy without putting any kind of um, conditioning on it. This is actually, for me as an individual, profoundly insightful because the having fun component is like, even when I was a kid, I mean, I was the kid that would drink chocolate milk and I wouldn't enjoy the flavor because I was afraid of getting a mustache. You know, like I, I would be careful how fast I would run because I didn't want to get grass stains on the knees of my pants. Part of that probably was tied into a little bit of child abuse, but part of it too is I think functions of my personality and it just, it's carried through adulthood. It, I, I, I feel like I'm wired to be a completely inside of the box thinker and there is a cold and dysfunctional practicality that comes along with that, that I struggle so hard to move away from. Like I, in the last couple of years, I've, I've forced myself to indulge in artistic things. It doesn't come naturally to me, but as unnatural as it feels, I, I feel like it, it it frees me up in other ways. I, I do catch myself sometimes, you know, like I'm doing a painting project and like, wow, that painting looks absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I did want to hate. It's still hanging on my wall. And the reason I leave it there is just it's, it's a reminder that the things don't always turn out the way that, that I want, but it's not always about the destination. Sometimes the destination is wholly irrelevant because the journey is so profoundly necessary. Yes. It's about how much fun did you have making the painting versus how it turned out? It's yeah. Know, like it's, all of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> so moving into your near future, I think okay. this is really cool. Um, so I have two cards to the near future. This is the near future card, which is the star reversed. And then um, the 10 of pentacles is like the higher self message to the near future card. Um, so the star, and it's interesting because we were just talking about, you know, not overdoing the going back and healing thing. So this is more, so I feel like the way this came up is more specific healing. So the star itself always represents deep, deep, deep healing, but like usually it goes back to even like childhood wounds, like way back. Mm. Um, there's resistance around this. And what I feel like it's speaking to specifically. So the 10 of pentacles, it's all about bringing people together. It's about saying the impact that you have on the world and bringing people together and sharing your story and helping other people. And I mean, even if you look in the picture, you can see all the people holding hands saying the circles, this is what you're supposed to be doing for the world through your own story and through your own impact and trusting that you're supposed to do that. And, um, and that's the biggest part is trusting. Cause whenever I see this card, there's always this kind of feeling of, you know, it's, it's just me. Like, I don't do all that. 
what you do whenever this is this is present that's exactly what it's saying so i feel like moving into the near future what your higher self is really encouraging you to do is to heal whatever it is that started that's that makes you feel like you can't own that superpower that you have of bringing people together and this is like with your story um with how you connect with people um and i feel like this is speaking almost more to your pod i mean this could be one-on-one but i feel like this is speaking to your podcast and what you do for other people on your podcast um but yeah there's it's saying that you're holding yourself back from really owning the power that you have in the world and it's something mm-hmm. your childhood like way back and you're ready to deal with it. Whenever there's resistance around going back around this, this card, the star, it's usually because people are afraid to go there. They're like, I'm not sure I'm really ready to deal with that thing. <laughs> and so they'll like kind of avoid it. But whenever the star is present, it's saying you're ready. You're ready to go back and deal with it. And so it's something around your mindset, around your impact and the positive um difference that you make in the world and really owning that you're meant to be helping other people in a big way. So okay, this, this one's got me actually like fighting back the tears a little bit because outwardly I, I have never actually admitted this hesitation that you're describing or that insecurity, however you want to describe it. I encourage other people always, you know, like just push forward. Like, you know, you've got power, you've got value. Your story counts for something. Even if you haven't fixed yourself, walking along somebody and just side somebody and putting your hand on their shoulder. And and even if all you share of your story is saying, I understand because I'm going through something similar. These are all the things I would tell other people to do. But inwardly, this is the secret component that I struggle with, like, constantly is always feeling like I'm not ready for that next step. And I, it just, the fact that you could just drive right down to the middle of it. Cause I mean, up, up until this point, I mean, it, it could be argued probably from some of the even more skeptical people that are listening that, oh, okay, well, some of these quote unquote insights that the cards are quote unquote showing to Sarah these might be things that anybody who's paid attention to my work over the course of the years, read my blogs, listened to podcasts, all these other things they could have, if they were willing to put in the hundreds of hours, <laughs> come, come up with this complete picture. But even a random shot in the dark to, to, to have a hit that strong. It's something I have never shared. Even I've never even talked to my wife about this. Okay. Like when I say like, this is a secret, I don't mean this is something I don't often talk about. I don't even say it out loud when I'm talking to myself. I just, I don't acknowledge it, mm-hmm. but you just, I mean, I can't say you showed it to me, but you, you pointed a light on it so that I could see it. And I could see that it, it honestly, it obviously wasn't hidden universally. Like that to me, holy crap. You know, that exactly. And thank you for, for being so transparent and sharing how that, that message impacted you and what you just described right now, how I shined a light on it. That's exactly what tarot does for you. It's in, and that when I work with clients and I do readings for clients, like that seems to be what I pick up over and over again. It's like things that they already know that, like you maybe haven't even spoken out aloud to anyone else um, that they just weren't paying, like they weren't focusing their energy there. 
And that's now with, and now they don't, oh my gosh, this is, this is where I need to be putting my focus. This, you know, it's shining light on the areas that, um, like for instance, I've had people tell me, wow, this is like a mini therapy session. And I like to say, no, 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 this is not therapy because this isn't coming from me. I'm just interpreting the cards, but this could be a helpful tool to know what to take to therapy to work with unpack and look more into that's the difference and so yeah that's a pretty good way to um, kind of hone in on what it is that that i offer and what i do is it's shining a light on what you most need to know right now you know well i i am a huge fan of therapy i'm a huge fan of coaching i'm a huge fan of working on self but i i, I think gaining the kind of insights that you're I don't want to say that you're, that you're giving people the, the the kind of insights that you're facilitating. I, I think would probably be more accurate, right? Yeah. I, I think from today forward, I'm going to be a huge fan of that too, because I mean, the more we know about ourselves, I mean, the more empowered we are to get comfortable with who we are, to fix the things that maybe we think are broken and, you know, something I wanted to add to that, too. So I've also been in lots of therapy myself. And okay. um, my last therapist was probably the best one I ever had. And he was just he really altered my life in ways I can't even explain. But um, towards the end, before I, I stopped seeing him, one of the things he kept saying to me, like the last six months, he would say, that sounds like a spiritual problem. And I didn't know what the heck that meant because I wasn't very spiritual at the time. I was agnostic. This was before I was reading tarot. I was agnostic. I believed in something, but I didn't have any tangible idea of what the heck that meant. And so he kept saying that to me. I was like, what? What is, I mean, obviously it was planting a seed and it was one that much needed to be planted, which is what got me to start looking into what are my beliefs and and actually exploring it, which started with podcasts. I, I started listening to different podcasts that just wow, this really resonates. This makes sense. This, you know, and, and it opened up my, my mind and everything. But I feel like a lot of the times um, what just therapy or just coaching can do and just self-development without that spiritual piece, it's more like you're hammering down on yourself. Whereas the spiritual piece really brings in a sense of grace and self-love and forgiveness. And just like, it's it brings in a gentleness because you also know that you have something bigger than yourself that's also wanting to cheer for you and guide you on. And I feel like tarot also brings that to a lot of clients who maybe were, you know, struggling with feeling like that untethered feeling of, well, what am I doing with my life? And am I out here all by myself? And realizing like, no, obviously there's something guiding me because these messages are so personal and so, you know, cute to them that it helps them understand there is something bigger than them that's guiding them and helping them along in life. And so I feel like, what, what, when it doesn't matter what your spiritual belief is, like, I also don't think there's like one particular, you know, shoe that fits all, but I think it's having that faith. It's the faith that people need along with that self-development journey. That's really, really important. You had mentioned like a, a, a quite a few things I want to address in like kind of a broad sense. I, I think all these different types of insights that you're describing that I think people obviously can gain through tarot. These are all valuable things. There was one thing that was conspicuously missing from the list, which I I don't know if that was an oversight or if this was just, maybe I've got a unique take on things. But when you were 
um, shining a light on that on that one component that I had never shared before. I kind of had this holy crap, you see it too moment. It's really, really easy for us to second guess ourselves as people when we think we're the only person seeing the shadow in the corner of the room, say. We're the only one who saw that flash of light, whatever. But when somebody else is like, oh, I saw it too. Okay, now it's a lot more difficult for me to second guess myself. Now I can stop making excuses. Now it's time to do the work. Like there's just no way to avoid it. It is there. It has been confirmed, right? Right. The last two cards are more like higher self messages, Come, you know, just connecting to everything that I've already heard. Um, so I feel like this, so the first one, Seven of Swords, I feel like this is speaking a lot to that Ten of Pentacles we were just talking about. I feel like it's it's kind of the, um, you know how the star speaks to old childhood um, things you need to heal. I think mm -hmm. this to specifically what you need to go look back for, like like kind of the, you know, this is the reference point to look for. So it's the Seven of Swords and it's reversed. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, it's not reversed. So when it's reversed, there's usually an element of, of self-awareness. It's not reversed. So this may not even be something that you've looked at yet, but the Seven of Swords usually speaks to feelings of not being enough, feelings of not being adequate in some way, of being of not having what you need to show up as the way you you want to be. And so what could be holding you back from really owning what you do as far as bringing people together and helping people is that is where did you learn in your childhood that you weren't enough, that you weren't adequate, that you didn't have the means to really show up the way that you wanted to show up as. Um, now, the thing about the swords, this suit, the sword, the suit swords, it's all about the mind. And so what's the problem with the mind is that it, it creates stories and narratives and perceptions that most of the time aren't true. <laughs> so this is definitely one of those cases where the seven of swords, this is your perception of not like, that's like your deep seated, like, I don't feel like I'm enough to really step into this role of, of owning that I help people come together. Um, but it's not true. That that feeling of not being enough is not true. And that's just the perception story that you've been carrying for a very long time. And so whenever I see the seven of swords, I always recommend like, get curious about where that started. What was maybe a starting point where, or an event or something that happened where maybe you were trying to show up and, as your best self and really own like, yeah, I want to help people and I want to bring people together. And someone may have said, oh, you don't know what you're doing or sit back down or whatever it was. Um, so I feel like that's kind of almost a reference point because I saying with the star, you need to go back and heal something around what's holding you back here. It's, so, it's just super vague, but I feel like the seven of swords is just like, this is the focus that you're being asked to yeah. look go backwards. And then the final card that came up, there is self-awareness around this one. It's the two of swords reversed. And so this one tells me that you've likely come used to be the type of person who would like get a bunch of opinions from everyone else before you made any kind of big decisions. You yeah. want everyone else's input. Like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And that could even backfire if you get multiple different opinions around the same thing. The thing about the two of swords is it really encourages you to unplug from what everyone else's opinion is and again there's self-awareness here so i think that this is something you're already working on but um it's starting to trust that the only person whose voice really matters in this big decision that you have is yours you're the one that it's going to impact you're the one that you need to consult with instead of everyone else for validation and opinions and so 
um, that's, that came up as well. And so I feel like higher self is letting, you know, like keep doing that work. Cause again, there's self-awareness. You might still get yourself caught up in asking for opinions, but I think you're getting better at maybe asking one or two people and then taking time to go to your, go inward and ask yourself too. You're starting to ask yourself as much as you're asking anyone else, which is good. Um, but this is ultimately about learning to trust yourself. And that I feel like is also speaking to, um, coming back to that 10 of pentacles, which I feel like is where higher self is really wanting to lead you towards, um, is, is don't second guess yourself so much as far as like the decisions you do with your, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's with your podcast or other areas of your life where you help people. But if you, if you get this feeling like I should do this before you go and ask anyone else, ask yourself, like really sit with it. How does it, how does that feel in your body? How does that feel that decision feel before you try and like ask for outside opinions. Cause that's ultimately what it's asking you to do is listen and trust yourself. That is a combination of powerful and ridiculously accurate for me. And, and that's it. So that that's the reading <laughs> we're done. Holy crap. You give me, so much to stew on and i mean it's 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 timely because i feel like after years and years and years of therapy i've kind of like hit this plateau i mean my, my therapist actually so much as told me two sessions ago i think we've gone as far together as we can but do you mind if we continue our session so i can draw from your insights i'm thinking i'm not going to therapy to give therapy <laughs> But sitting down with you today, it's like, man, this is the most progress I've made in the last 18 months. So, and it's not like you've specifically told me, okay, you need to do ABC all across the board. I mean, you've given me some pretty strong nudges in certain directions, but, but ultimately it's like that awareness to allow me to carry myself where you're nudging me. That is something that I do work really, really strive for. Um, Cause I do have people who will come to me and ask me to tell them what to do. And I really try to refocus it and tell them it's not my job to tell you what to do. It's your, I'm here to empower you to make the next best decision for you. I'm not you. And, and again, this, these insights aren't coming from me. They're coming from something else showing up for you. So um I don't, you know, it's not my responsibility to take to make those decisions. That's that's where that self accountability co- piece comes in for my clients that I work with as well. Is um, I want to empower them to feel like they can make the next right decision, however it feels right for them. And I also want to say too, I don't believe that there is a right or wrong way to go when it comes to um, this, this the decisions you make in your life. I just think that whatever decision that you make is the one you are supposed to make, and the one you just means you have something to learn from that path either way. But I just wanted to say that I don't tell people what to do and, and like, oh, you should do this. That's an, I really try very hard to stay away from those, that verbiage and that kind of energy. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that, that there's, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still, my, my mind's a little scrambled right now because you kind of like overwhelm me with insight, but I think that's great, a great approach you're taking. There was one word that has come up multiple times in this conversation, and it's a word that 
I've gone on record many times before saying I hate it because it doesn't seem to have any universal meaning, but at the same time, I'd love it because every person I talk to is going to give me a slightly different take on what it means. And that word is spirituality. What does spirituality mean to you? It's a great question. So with my personal beliefs, they're so broad that they can't fit into any particular belief system. Like I don't have any religion that I follow because to me, it's just too much of trying to fit into a box. And I've looked into different ones. So for me, spirituality encompasses everything. It encompasses all the belief systems because ultimately I think that they're all one and the same. But um, for me, I think if I were to simplify it, I'd say spirituality is faith. Okay. At, at its core, because you can have spirituality and, and be Christian or Buddhist or whatever, you know, religion you might be um, following, but there's, there's religious, which is more following the rituals and the, um, you know, the to do's and then there's spiritual, which is more of a relationship with whatever the modality is that you're leaning into. So I think that faith is ultimately what that is okay i actually like i i'm not trying to like blow smoke up your rear end i just i really really love that definition because you're one of the the few people that have given me a definition that actually tracks for me logically you're not giving me some weird smoky mystical avoid the question definition it's like okay this is how i see it clearly defined cool bow on it moving on that's 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 wonderful um so i promised you at the beginning before we started recording that i would give you some time towards the tail end of our conversation which we are rapidly approaching (laughs) to sort of give people some insights into um i I guess whatever it is that you want to share about yourself and your work and how to find you so this is the time where i will shut up and give the, the the floor entirely to you Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so my business name is Journey Through Tarot. You can find me at journeythroughtarot.com. I am on Instagram at Journey Through Tarot. And I offer email readings, which, so I offer a couple different kinds of readings, depending on what you're comfortable with, uh, budget, things like that. So my email readings are probably the most affordable and you don't even have to talk to me at all. So if you don't want to speak to me and you just want to get my insight, you can do an email reading, which is where you ask a question and then I will respond with a recorded, a personalized recorded reading for you with a picture of the cards that were drawn. And then I also offer um, private sessions um, and that ranges from 15 minutes with me up to an hour. And you can find all of that information on my website at journeythroughtarot.com. And then if you're interested in the session, I um, am offering um, a discount. I think it's 20% off um, at, if you just use the code word journey in all caps. And yeah, and, and I'm on Instagram. So please feel free to follow me. Or if you have questions for me, I'd love to you know connect or interact with you if you want to reach out. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> Okay, Sarah, well, I very, very much appreciate your, your time. I appreciate the insights that you have facilitated. I appreciate you introducing me to tarot and, and introducing me to the idea that 
man, I had everything wrong about what it is and isn't. Like I couldn't have possibly been more off base. And I've developed a newfound respect and curiosity for how this works. So it's something I'm definitely going to be looking more into. I have a strong suspicion that me and or my wife will be in contact with you for, for further readings in the future because this is just great stuff. And anybody who, who knows me in, in real life or even through the podcast knows that this is not the sort of thing that normally would get me excited. So please take my excitement as a really, really good endorsement that whether or not you believe in the quote unquote um, magic of the whole situation, whether or not we understand how it works, I would say based on this experience today that it does work. I don't need to dissect it to find out how. I don't care how. I care about the results, not the mechanics. Just like when I get in a car or an airplane, I don't need to understand every nut and bolt that's gone into it. I just understand that it's getting me where I need to go. Sarah, wow, thank you so very, very much for your time today. And I I, I really don't know what else to say. Just thank you. Thank you so much for having me and being open-minded to experiencing what I offer and you know, the, what I bring with the wisdom, I guess, around tarot. So thank you for having me. I'm just so excited to be here. Anytime. 